Hello, welcome to the Dive In Movie Cast, a film podcast where two unqualified critics give their opinions and try and differentiate themselves from every other podcast out there. My name is Hayden. And I'm Wesley. And this week we're getting into a very serious debate. Mm-hmm. We've been doing a lot of uh, a lot of spooksters and a lot of scary uh, ghost movies, but we're going to switch it over to uh, an all-time classic in the horror genre of Alien. We are headed to space this week. We going out of space, but we're also going to talk about its equally as good counterpart, Aliens. Um, or I guess not counterpart, but sequel. Uh, and the long-lasting debate of which one is better. Uh, I don't think we'll come to a conclusion of which one's better, but we we'll try. give you our opinions. We can try. Which one we think. Yeah, it's one of those things where for so long, there's always those there's those couple sequels in movie history where everyone's debated widely if it's better or as good as the original, and one of those ones is Alien versus Aliens. So we're not talking Alien versus Predator, but we're talking Alien versus Aliens. Boom. So we're talking about two movies. Um, but before we get into that, have you done anything exciting this week, Hayden? Anything new? Anything interesting since the last time we've talked? No. Really? <laughs> okay. Did anything exciting? That's that's one of those questions now where it's like we ask it out of like habit or just curiosity and almost every time it's like not really. Not really. I mean, it's different because what the turnaround from last episode was like it's been like 2 days or something. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so it's so it's been so brief since we last recorded. Have you done anything exciting this weekend that I wasn't there for? Oh wait a minute, I'm there for everything. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I went hiking a little bit. Which was fun. Me and Caitlin have gone on a couple of uh, nice fall walks, which has been really awesome. And I've just wanted to get out of the house a little bit more this October, just to, to see the leaves change a bit. And so that was really nice. And uh, we went to, a, I think I think it's closing soon, but we went to a beer garden. Enjoy the last little bit of patio weather before it's gone. Ooh, speaking of, I'm very ex- I would love to, because remember we were talking to the guy, one of the guys who worked at that beer garden. And he was talking about a, a little Halloween get-together they might do. I'm so hoping that that actually happens. I'd love to go. I think that's a great idea. A mm-hmm. beer garden on Halloween. Like, A, you've got the social distancing because it's all outside. So yeah. nobody has to really wear masks unless they're moving around and stuff. B, that is a great venue. It's got lots of tables, lots of open space. C, great business because there's no, there are not going to be any parties on Halloween. Yeah. So that's a great business thing. The only real way to have Halloween events this year is to social distance, which outdoors is the best avenue for that. Exactly. So I think it's a pretty smart move. Um, I think it's very cool. I hope, hopefully we'll be able to go to that or I don't know if we actually have any Halloween plans. Um, but we have costumes, so we need to find a use for them somehow. Yeah, exactly. I'm going to save our costume reveal for the, uh, Post a picture on Instagram of us all dressed up for the grand reveal of yeah, exactly. what we're going at. But uh, no, I'm, I'm I love Halloween, and I love as we as we draw closer to it that I just I love the way that the leaves change colors right before it gets mm-hmm. real spooky. And like those last ten days is where all the leaves are in the prime of changing. I uh, I noticed something last night. I went out. Um, it was I went to my parents' house, and it was the first time that my parents met my girlfriend. Uh, super nerve wracking. But on the drive there to distract me, I was looking at the scenery and I noticed that here in the city, there's lots of trees that are changing color, obviously. But out in the, I guess, the country, which is like a 40 minute drive from where we are, there are a lot more like vibrant colors. Mm-hmm. Like I saw a lot more trees that were like fully red. I was going to say a lot more reds. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and I wonder, I guess that's just the, that's just the thing of like, we don't have as many trees here in the city. Um, but I feel like it's also just this, uh, thing about the country and having all the trees around and all that stuff. It feels so much more like fall because of the mass amounts of leaves that fall and all that stuff. So I feel, I still feel like we haven't gotten to fall yet out here. But when I went home the other day, wow, I felt like it was fall. Mm-hmm. Like I was like, full on hit you in the face. Where's my hay bale ride? Where's, <laughs> yeah. give me a like apple picking and pumpkins. Do it to me. You've backtracked on your earlier statement earlier in the month. You said you hated apple picking. I know. And now you're craving the apple picking. You hypocrite. It's the trees. They got <laughs> me. Uh, I am the Lorax and I speak for the trees and they want me to go apple picking. You bet they do. Um, and I, an interesting thing I did this week uh, was, other than going to see my parents, um, was I watched Casablanca for the first time. Mm-hmm. How really, was that? It, very, it was really good. Um, Casablanca is like a classic Hollywood movie, or early Hollywood, and you know, it was really good. I enjoyed it. Um, it's kind of got that, you know, that like black and white early film era kind of feel where... Um, it's almost as if all the characters just have dialogue and that's it. Like their their dialogues and their scenes are very to the point and just like quick. And it's like, hello, Mr. Uh, Bob, how are you? He's like, I'm very good. I'm very good. Listen, I wanted to talk to you about the uh, crisis that's happening in Uganda that we have to fix. And he's like, well, let's fix it then. And then they just kind of get straight to the point. Yeah, It's got a lot of that. And that's not a bad thing. It's just, it just dates the movie. Um, but it was really good. And it, I also learned what a typical Humphrey Beauregard character means. Mm. Um, it's essentially just a character who uh, does right, does like the the ultimate good thing in the movie. He is very he's nonchalant. He's very chill. Um, he's not really on anyone's side until he decides to be, and then it's it's almost always the good guy's side. Right, and he's just like he's almost like this guy who is in it for himself and then is like, well, I guess I should help everyone else too. Yeah. Um, but no, the main character is definitely one of those characters and, uh, it makes for a really fun movie. I enjoyed it. Um, a little long, but I enjoyed it. That's one of those classics that I need to get around to. And I, I feel disrespectful having not seen that one. There are so many movies that I feel like I should have seen, and I'm actually fairly glad I'm taking film classes because they're making me watch them. It's yeah. like, hey, you have to watch Casablanca for uh, the this critique you got to do. And I'm like, oh, well, shit, I guess I got to watch this movie I meant to watch like so long. <laughs> they're like, we're grading you, and here's all you have to do is watch a movie that's been on your watch list for five years. They're actually doing me a favor. They're yeah. forcing me to do it because if they didn't tell me to do it, I probably wouldn't do it. It's just procrastinated, yeah. Exactly. So they're doing me a huge favor. <laughs> Next, they just got to give me, like, some really classic ones that I haven't seen. Like, um, I don't know. The Goodfellas. Or Alien. Or Alien. What, I've seen <laughs> I'm, Alien. I'm kidding, I know. Uh, Godfather, whatever the heck. Like, all You haven't seen stuff. Godfather? I haven't seen a single Godfather movie. Whew, only watched the first two. Well, guess we've decided uh, another new episode, Godfather 1 and 2. Oh, my God, man. I don't even know what I would have to say that hasn't been already <laughs> said about those movies. I don't... I isn't Godfather two like two and a half hours long or something? Three and a half. Three and a half. I'm pretty sure it's three and a half. Oh god. Or it's three hours and like ten minutes. It's really long. Wow. Yeah. I'll I'll dedicate I'll dedicate a day to it. And I'll just it'll be like I'll take an entire day and dedicate it to just the Godfather two, where I'll be like 
in the morning, I'll wake up out of bed in just like a white tank top, and there's already going to be a, c- a cigar in my mouth. Yeah. And I'll walk out to the kitchen table and like just look grumpy all the time. We'll watch the movie. We'll go to an Italian restaurant the spaghetti, for supper. The spaghetti is already on your table when you wake up to watch the movie. Exactly. Um, I walk outside my front door, and I'm just in the streets of New York somehow. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I got to see Godfather 2 in theaters. And that movie, I'm so glad I got to see it in theaters, but it was also such a task to watch in theaters. I three That's like watching three Endgame hours. in theaters. And they have an intermission where I could have gone up to go pee, but they cut the intermission due to it being in theaters. So the intermission yeah. was one minute long. And I was like, oh, I can't go pee with that. I wonder, I hope actually, I wonder and hope that during the intermission, it doesn't say intermission, it says intermezzo. Because it didn't. Ah, dang it! They let you down. In in a lot of old theater stuff, uh, or especially in one play that I just recently read, um, I think it was called King Ubu. I can't remember. Um, but they essentially split up their plays into three parts. It's like a beginning, a middle, and end. And in the middle is the intermezzo, the intermission, where they give the audience like a minute to chillax and whatever. Um, but it was always called the intermezzo. Right. And I'm pretty sure that's Italian. And I really or if it's not italian it's it's a derivative of italian missed opportunity i know right missed opportunity, missed opportunity. Intermezzo. um but yeah anywho enough about the enough about godfather let's mm-hmm. really let's dive in let's take off and let's tackle this set of a bitch of aliens versus alien let us head to space where nobody can hear a scream while we bicker about which one is a, is a better movie <laughs> exactly so no one has to hear our arguments the use of that tagline was awful i can't believe i just inserted i know the tagline the i tried to i tried to go for like the ending i tried to go for the ending one where it plays like come come and get it you son of a bitch or whatever uh yeah. she says i can't remember but anywho alien Alien is a 1979 movie directed by Ridley Scott, a classic, a cult classic, if you may. Um, I remember watching this movie a long time ago. I think, ooh, I don't remember when it was. Um, it's been a while. Mm-hmm. But I really enjoyed this movie. It's really cool. Um, there's a lot of things I have to say about this movie, and I feel like I'm a little biased towards this movie because it is such a classic, and... Uh, I love it so much, and it's so much fun, and it like genuinely scares me. Um, and so I think I'm a little bit biased towards this movie, but I still, I'll still give Aliens a fighting chance. But I, I like it a lot. It's a lot of fun. I've seen Alien three times and Aliens twice, but I didn't really remember Aliens, so we mm. we didn't rewatch Alien today. But the we did rewatch uh, together. We watched Aliens and. This is going to be a long talk of alien, aliens, alien. Yeah, it's going to be tough. You're going to hear it a lot. No, but the first one is just so perfect as as a horror movie and as a sci-fi movie. I mean, the cat and mouse game that basically goes on for the entire runtime is so suspenseful and and genuinely terrifying. And the second one goes for a very different approach, but also nails that approach. Yeah. So it's such a tricky conversation when trying to decipher if there even is a better one between these two. Because they're both mm-hmm. aiming to be very different things, and I think I think too, um, since they have different directors and everything, like we got Ridley Scott and we also have uh, uh, James Cameron. James Cameron. Uh, so it's it's definitely two very different visions. Uh, but I think both these movies 
like fully succeed in what they're attempting to do. Absolutely. And so, and I would even go further to say that they would they excel um, in what they attempt to do, mm-hmm. and they both turn out as these amazing movies just with kind of different styles to them, and that's kind of what makes it hard to debate. Yeah, is the different style. Uh, of both the movies. Why do you say style like that? Style. I say the different style. I'm going to leave that in, though. Left some wibble on it. <laughs> but, yeah. Um, so, let's kind of... We're going to try and... We're going to try and dissect these two movies uh, category-wise. So, we're going to break up... Break them up into different uh, categories. Talk about both these movies in their respective categories. And then kind of pick a winner from each category as we keep going. Mm-hmm. Um, but... It'll be a lot of alien and aliens talk, so try your best to hear what we're saying. To bear with us. A part of me like feels like for easy sake we should have been like Alien One and Alien Two. But they're not. They're nope. alien and aliens. We gotta be real. This is real life, man. We, we gotta keep it accurate to the movie's titles and not rename them ourselves. We gotta keep it accurate. Um <laughs> But let's let's start right off the top with uh cinematography and visuals. Um so some of the stuff that I personally noticed and personally like a lot about the first alien movie is the camera movement it's really tight it's really well done um it's totally fitting for like the horror uh cat and mouse like you were saying kind of style um and i think i love the way that the ship is built as well because i think it allows for some really interesting and cool shots like i know when they're up front in like the cockpit and doing stuff like that, there's a lot of shots where we're on, like, the side view of one character as they're on, like, a terminal, and we can see the rest of the crew, but there's, like, big structures in the middle and, like, tables and all this stuff. And so I really like um, the way that they use cinematography in this movie. And I also think that, I mean, lighting is hard to do in space, I find, because a lot of the i mean there's no sun obviously there's no sun in the sky for you to be like that's a reference point for light um it's a lot of like artificial lighting and all this stuff and so um it's kind of hard to do lighting because a lot of the times the lighting is very dark and you just kind of get some little blips of lights up top or like weird panels on the side with some lighting and things like that um but i think it does a really good job at making it scary with its lighting um, having the power going out and like different scenes where it's like you may maybe you see uh, Sigourney Weaver's face like with some with some like straight uh, light beams from some light and like just catching the side of her face and I think they use their lighting and cinematography really well to like make this a very scary and horror filled and tight movie. Don't mm-hmm. yeah, like what you said, it's so claustrophobic. Yeah, and it does such a good job with that with the camera. And the way it's placed and just the way it's it's all framed with the set design, it, it does a really good job making you, you feel trapped on a spaceship. Mm-hmm. And it, it has this anxiety that's induced with it because, like you said, it just feels so tight and, and claustrophobic. And once the alien is brought into that, the camera con- continues to, to hover on angles of, like you said, like Rip, Ripley's, Ripley's face. And you can get little details in the background, like when the alien appears behind her. Yeah. And that one with like, yeah, there's some really crazy shots like that. And it all serves to make such a suspenseful, like you said, tight horror movie. Exactly. It's all about that suspense. And in the camera work is so crucial to that because the camera is our eyes. It's the audience's eyes. And so if you don't have the camera 
um, working in tandem with the actors in the way that they're seeing things and experiencing things, it can create a disconnect. But I don't. I think that this movie does it really well. Yeah. Um, do you have anything else to say about Alien? Just in regards to its cinematography. In regards to its cinematography, lighting. Yeah, it really nails the lighting. I, I don't think there's any one thing I wanted to bring up is the fact that this movie hasn't really aged. Like it still looks great. Like mm-hmm. honestly, and I don't say this often. This, like, aside from the fact that you know it's it is an older movie, and obviously you can you can tell a lot of the practical effects, a lot of the set design, and the acting, it could be mistaken for a movie from now. Like, it doesn't yeah. feel like an old movie, and I think that is so crucial with like all of its effects and the way that it all looks. It it just still feels fresh mm-hmm. so much so or so long after it's been released, and I think that's one of the biggest things about its cinematography is the fact that it's capable of still looking that good. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think it could, I think it could totally be mistaken as a movie that's come out now. I think the one thing that really does date it is the, uh, set design. And I do want to dive into that, uh, a bit more. We'll do it after this, but I do want to hop over to Aliens and talk about its cinematography because I find that its cinematography is nowhere near the same as Alien. I agree. Like we do get some suspenseful shots and things like that, but. It's more. It's definitely more janky. There's more like janky camera movement, um, and it's more intense and quick and jumpy editing. But that's understandable because we. This is more of like an action movie where we've got a lot of like shooting and running and like uh, big explosions and things like that. And so the shaky camera movement and the jumpy cuts, like it works well um, for the action type of setting. Um, some shots, I think could have been shortened up like condensed down we were talking about how there's a lot of shots where you just get a lot of characters walking through hallways and that builds suspense it's like something you could jump out from anywhere but we spend a lot of time just watching these marines like walk through these hallways and point their guns down empty hallways and all this stuff and so like it's not it's not that it's a bad thing um it can be used to create suspense and that kind of stuff but it's just it feels a little drawn out at points mm-hmm yeah, I would agree that the the cinematography for Aliens is, at the least, way less remarkable. Like, there's, mm. it it looks good, and I, what I'm trying to say about it is it it looks good, but there's nothing that stands out to me about Alien cinematography the yeah. same way with like Alien, like that claustrophobia and that tightness is totally gone because it's not a priority in the movie at all, which is fine, mm-hmm. but it sort of leaves it in the sense where there's nothing really remarkable like it i would agree with what you said about how there could be far shorter scenes of like less just guys walking down a hallway Mm -hmm. but to me with alien cinematography it does shaky cam well and it does a lot of the action stuff well but it loses a lot of the things that to me make uh, alien have such great cinematography and all the really remarkable memorable stuff about that to me, is prevalently in in Alien. Yeah, like, when I think of Alien, I immediately think of, like, that room where they're all in the cryogenic capsules and how it's, like, all white and uh, how that's set up. And, like, I remember the cafeteria and the cockpit and all this stuff. And so when I I look back on Aliens, which we literally just finished watching, there's nothing that, like, horribly stands out that well to me. Mm -hmm. The only thing, and this is talking about, like, the claustrophobic stuff and, like, the tightness... Um, the only scene that really makes it feel tight and intense is when Bishop's crawling through that tube. Yeah. Which I think is a really cool scene. Um, because you can clearly tell 
that there's just like a camera sitting on top of that box that he's pushing. Um, but it it's really tight and makes it, it it feels tight and claustrophobic. And I think they could have maybe used it better. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's like one little moment that stuck with me from that movie was like, oh my goodness, I could not crawl through this tube. And he said, what is it going to take him like 40 minutes or like yeah. half an hour just to yeah. crawl through that tube? Yeah. And I was like, oh my God, like, whoo, no, thank you. I would say that using those tubes the way they did certainly allowed for some really freaky camera angles and, and just that that was a good concept yeah. and it was executed really well with everybody crawling around through through the vents and stuff. Yeah. But when I think of like iconic shots from this franchise, there's a few from Aliens that really stand out, but Aliens to me is more like a camera's filming really cool scenes and I'm more invested in the scene and everything else in the scene. Whereas Alien, like there were slow pans around the spaceship and like mm. I, I just remember literal like frames of the ship like the yeah. shot of all their their pods where they are sleeping in mm-hmm. i can literally just remember that room just from how the camera is set up and yeah exactly. used in the first one and i don't get that same one with the second not to say that the second has bad cinematography it just isn't remarkable in the same sense as how the first one uses the camera to scare you and frame you and make you feel uneasy mm-hmm. and the second one sort of just captures all the action of the movie. Yeah, it feels like an action movie camera. And that's mm-hmm. okay because it is an action movie essentially. Yeah. Um but one I mean as far as like iconic scenes go too, like Alien totally takes the cake because you got that chestburster scene. Yeah. Like literally there's nothing that will compare to that. Mm-hmm. Um and so in the category of cinematography and lighting, oh, one thing I want to talk about Alien's lighting in the new in the Aliens movie. Um I think it was almost, and you can disagree with me on this. I, I'm not even 100% on this either. Um, I think it was almost too well lit. I think there was a lot of, and that's not a bad thing. Um, it's good to have a well lit movie. Uh, but I think we could have had some more moments of like darkness. And uh, like the when the light, when the power goes out and they're in that red light, they're bathed in that red light. Mm-hmm. That's really cool. But why is it that when they're down in the deep, uh, like deep bowels of the uh, space system, they're all lit really well. And like the lighting's very even and mm-hmm. everyone looks really good. As opposed to in the first Alien when power goes out and it gets really dark, like it's genuinely dark. Yeah, exactly. Um, and so that's not a bad thing. Uh, but I just, it was something I noticed. And I was like, I maybe I would have enjoyed a little, le- like as weird as it sounds, a little worse lighting um, just to give it a little more scariness because... Mm-hmm. Um, I think when we were watching it, Morgan pointed out that when like that one character turns around, um, Morgan was like, that's an alien because you can clearly see the entire thing. Yeah. Um, obviously the alien aliens kind of camouflaged, but it maybe would have been cool if it was darker. And then we just see, we hear like some movement and we see like this figure move and then the head just kind of comes out of the shadows. Like right. that could have been scarier. If it, um, if it had left you just a couple seconds longer, like, unsure of what you're looking at. Exactly. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, in the in the category of cinemat- cinematography and lighting, I'm going to have to give it to Alien. Winner winner for that one is Alien. Alien does take the Alien, cake. Alien definitely takes the cake for, for cinematography, for sure. Um, and since we were talking about kind of the setting and all that kind of stuff, 
Um, let's just talk a bit about the mise-en-scene. When I say mise-en-scene, that's everything in the camera, everything in the shots, like the props, the setting, and all that stuff. Yeah, that was a term I was unfamiliar with prior to you mentioning it to me. It's a theater term. Yeah. Mise-en-scene. Um, Sounds very classy. Oh, yeah, super classy. <laughs> it's just because I say it in a French accent because it's French, but... Um, uh, just really quickly, I don't think there's like a winner in this category. I just want to talk a little bit about the mise-en-scene. Um, in regards to the the aesthetic of 90s space. I love 90s space. Um, it's 90s space kind of got coined by, uh, or I think it kind of got coined, or 90s and 80s space, uh, by 2001's A Space Odyssey. Mm-hmm. That's kind of like the staple of uh, where all the movies kind of get their Visual ideas aesthetic and stuff. I was watching a video, and it was talking about where Alien gets its aesthetics and stuff, and it was like, a lot of the movies, it, it's kind of like 2001's A Space Odyssey meets um, Star Wars, where you have this 2001 Space Odyssey kind of spaceship, and everything looks clean and nice, but it's also where everyone lives, and they got this bulky technology like Star Wars, where everything's kind of bulky and like uh, a little worn down. Right. Um, very cool. I love it so much. Um, I think it's almost better than the idea of space, like futuristic space travel we have now. I like it more. Yeah, I mean, I said that to you during the movie. I said, it's crazy to me how we have such better technology and, like, visually we could create such a better version of space to film our movies in. But all of the best space movies are from 70s and the 80s and the 90s. And that's because, sure, it doesn't technically look as good as it could now. But there's a passion and attention to detail that is now not there. It's like... Exactly. You trade out the fact that now it looks very realistic and you can make it so much more crisp and accurate and clean, but it's a lot it feels more lifeless. It's it's the difference between um when you're so let's say you're given a project or something, it's the difference between having free reign and having restrictions. Mm-hmm. When you have free reign, you can do anything, but then things kind of get lost and the vision kind of gets blurred and the life kind of leaves it. When you have restrictions and you're forced to work with all practical like they were and had sets and stuff, you put more attention into the detail of props. You are forced to make this spaceship look real because you can't make a CGI spaceship at the time. Right. It doesn't exist. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you have to be like, okay, what can we work with? And I think that makes for some almost better cinema than the possibility of just CGI everything, you know? Yeah. Well, when it's harder, there's a dedication and a passion that's brought to it. Whereas yeah. like, not to say CGI is easy. Like so many people build this image up in their head of CGI where it's like, okay, copy paste. Like CGI is still a lot of work. Oh, it's so hard. Yeah. But it's also the sense of like the practical just radiates energy. You can feel the hard work that goes into it. Whereas CGI, sometimes that hard work is a little bit harder to to notice that it's there there's more love put into the props yeah exactly um but that's my little mise-en-scene rant uh let's move on to pacing mm-hmm. pacing is a super important thing in both these movies because um a the pacing of, of both these movies are very different but b the pacing is what really uh makes them like alien scary and makes the scene scary and so um as far as alien goes on pacing I think it has perfect horror movie pacing. Like, I think it's fantastic where it doesn't, like, drop the intensity. Like, it keeps it at, like, almost a constant level because you never really know where the alien is. So you know it's somewhere in the ship. 
um, but you can't tell where. Mm-hmm. So I think it, it's really good at keeping that constant level and never like dropping that intensity or the fear, uh, suspense that something is there. Yeah. To me, I would say that Alien is one of the finest examples of pacing a movie. Like mm-hmm. horror wise, it's great on it, but like going further than that, I would say it's pretty much perfect pacing in a movie. Like it spends the just just the right amount of time with the group, getting you to know them and getting you to feel like you're a part of this group. And then the alien, not a single shot of the alien is wasted. Each shot is is terrifying and menacing and brings that uh, claustrophobia into it. And and then they even have time to have that little subplot with like the Wayland uh, Corporation, where mm-hmm. you find out that the android was like bat was evil, and he was he was told to let the embryos like go inside of them and then bring them back to Earth. Mm-hmm. So you still have this other plot line on the outside of the alien plot line inside the ship. So to me, it's pretty perfect pacing. It covers everything that it wants to and that it needs to. Not a single shot is wasted. It's it's scary consistently. Mm-hmm. I think it's a great example of, of fantastic pacing. Yeah, I think it does a really good job. Um, and that's and it's super important to keep that the pacing to keep that alien scary. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we jump over to Aliens, and we have a totally different style of pacing because this is now an action movie. We're not in a horror anymore. Um, so I think that the pacing is a little slow at the beginning. Um, but it's kind of necessary because we got to be like, okay, we're 57 years into the future. We kind of got to get caught up on what's going on. Totally understand it. Um, uh, but definitely it's got that really good action movie, uh, pacing where I think it's the audience kind of knows when the group of soldiers and Marines go into that space station, the audience knows that they're fucked. Like Mm -hmm. there's nothing they can do. Um, but it does a really good job at ramping that up. Like, we already know that the end point is going to be they're all going to die. But it does a really good job at giving us the hope that maybe they won't. Mm-hmm. And then slowly being like, ooh, yeah, they're dead. Yeah, um, for sure. And also, I think it does a really good job at um, not dropping the intensity, but giving us a break from it. Because it could be a constant, like, Aliens always chasing us, aliens always coming, that kind of thing. But we do have moments where um, that fear of the aliens is dropped and we get like genuine moments with the characters. And like when um, Ridley's learning how to use the gun, uh, that's just like a genuine moment where we don't have to worry about any aliens or anything like that. But then ultimately it ramps up at the end to the final huge fight. And I think it's just so cool to be like, oh, this spaceship's exploding and like the last chance they jump onto the ship and then they get away and it's like, oh, we're okay. And then psych and then huge battle. Um, So I think it does a really good job at action movie pacing because Mm -hmm. that's exactly what you wanted of an action movie. And so. I I agree. I think it paces the movie perfectly as an action movie. Aside from my main issue with Aliens and its pacing is that the first hour kind of, not the f- whole first hour, I would actually say maybe the first 40 to 45 minutes, feel like there could could have been some stuff cut off there where mm. I understand what they're trying to do, where they want you to feel like uh, like Ripley and where she's sort of out of her element and she's 57 years later, she's forced to be with these this group of people she doesn't know. And I like the way that it drags that out a bit because she's confused, you're confused, and you kind of get to know them, but also it kind of keeps them vague. Yeah. So I like that, but I feel like it goes on just a little bit too long in that first hour there to have 
perfect pacing. I think maybe it could have gotten things going a little bit quicker, and I, that could have fixed the pacing a little bit yeah. that I have with the first hour, the issues that I have with the first hour. But I would agree that once it gets going, like that second hour, basically everything is, is used pretty pretty well there. Like I don't think there's mu- – I said to you, I don't think there's anything after the first hour that could get cut from the movie. Yeah, after the first hour, I don't think there's much that can get cut. I think there's like maybe a couple of things that they could just tidy up, but – other than that, I think the pacing's pretty good for an action movie. It is, yeah. Um, lets you uh, lets you get to know them. It establishes a new sense where, like, of the vibe where mm-hmm. you're sort of coming to terms with the fact that this is a very different movie, and it, it paces that well and it establishes it, establishes it as the action instead of a horror pretty well. Yeah. So I think in terms of pacing, the winner once again is Alien. Is Alien. <laughs> yeah. I, I wonder how many times we're going to do this where it's just like, should we have even done a versus episode? <laughs> I think I think we already know the answer. But we will keep going because obviously you can also make your own assumptions. Look this stuff up. There are plenty of people who think that Aliens is better than Alien. Mm-hmm. Um So, for our next category, we're going to we're going to put we're going to talk about script. And that's not necessarily to say plot, but in particular the screenwriting and quotable lines and just that sort of stuff. And Alien has a really good script, but I also feel like Alien is more quiet. It's more, you know, like like I said, the cat and mouse game where there's less dialogue mm-hmm. and it does a good job in the first little bit making you care about these characters and making them feel like real people. So this is not at all to say Alien has a less good script than Aliens. Mm-hmm. But where I'm going with this in particular is I feel like Aliens might have a little bit better of a script in the sense where it's got very quotable lines. There's... A lot of the quotable lines from this franchise, when I hear people say them, are actually from Aliens, not Alien. I think this, I, I, I would agree. I think this ties into another one of our categories of characters. Mm-hmm. Um, because I think what you're getting at, essentially, is that um, even though Alien has a better cast of characters and we get to know more about them and we get to understand them better, Aliens having a less known cast of characters and it becoming an action movie allows it to have those quotable one-liners and those interesting scenes um where we get those funny jokes of like the dude the corporal like or the dude crying we like Mm. we're fucked man we're dead i can't we're gonna die and it's like oh my goodness dude what is going on r.i.p bill paxton he absolutely eats that role up Mm -hmm. like he is so over the top and he's great in it but yeah exactly like what you were saying like lines like "game over, man," and uh, and yeah. and get away from her, you bitch. Like those mm. are like movie cheers. Like throw your fist up and pump your fist in a movie theater. Lines where I feel like that sort of makes Aliens win the script category by default because Alien doesn't even really have that opportunity. Yeah. Nor does nor does it try. Well, I think I think the difference lies in the themes of both movies. Mm-hmm. Having an action movie, action movies always have lines. Everyone knows the I am Iron Man line. Everyone knows the Asta La Vista baby line. Mm-hmm. You never hear anyone quote anything from Shawshank Redemption. Right. Or like Saw. Yeah. yeah. I Aside think from I want to play a game. Well, yeah. I think it's like, I think the reason why Aliens has more, a better script in your sense is that um, is the fact that it is able to do that. You wouldn't have um, a horror movie where at the end of the horror movie, the uh, imagine if at the end of Alien, as uh, Ridley's killing the alien, she was like, 
die, you bitch, and then did it, and it, was, yeah. it would be like, why did you say that? It's Ton- kind of weird. Tonally, it's weird. Yeah, tone-wise, because of how tense and scared the first one wants you to be, having those one-liners would have felt really, really stupid and really goofy, but because the second one is basically a full-on action movie with a little bit of horror, it really allows for the characters... And especially with the supporting cast all being cliches, yeah, really allows them to have just ridiculous lines that that work for the script and work for the movie. So I guess the comparison in this category, in particular, is uh is not necessarily fair. But yeah, but I would say if we're gonna narrow it down, yeah, Aliens, you got you got a great script. Yeah, you got a pretty good script. You got some great one-liners, some really funny character moments. Whereas the first one doesn't even try to have those so that's why i say the comparison feels weird but in regards to the script yeah aliens you out here with them with them funny one-liners i the one thing i will argue is that i think aliens has funny one-liners but alien um has a better script as far as understanding our characters and cast go because one of the things about aliens that i find um kind of upsetting is that yeah, is that all their characters are cliches? Because then you don't even have to know anything about the actual character. You already know their personality. Yeah. You can clearly tell that Vasquez is the tough uh, girl who takes no BS and is just there for the fight. And you can clearly tell that, um, uh, oh, what? Like Bishop, the android, uh, is like emotionless and trying to. Uh, write the notion that Ridley has on androids and like there's so many characters that are typecast and that's not a bad thing but I think it just automatically fills them in with like generic statements that we can be like oh this person is this and mm-hmm. this person's this instead of actually getting to know them yeah um but it's not a bad thing so yeah agreed um and that that's exactly how i feel about it is yeah the script in sense where its ability to develop characters and make it feel real is better in alien but in the sense where one-liners and and quotability and just iconic parts of the franchise i would say the second one's got it beat there um let's jump over to our next category which for me is fear factor um fear factor in and like obviously we've got a clear winner here Mm -hmm. like obviously it's alien is a clear winner but to give some defense to alien and aliens um alien is terrifying like it's so scary uh and i think it it's the containment of being in a ship um and like that is your only option is you're they are stuck in that ship with the alien they've got nowhere to go it's space they can't go out to space yeah it's like the perfect haunted house movie and when i say Mm -hmm. that every haunted house movie has the audience like get out of the house why don't you just leave the house alien plays with that same trope and they can't get out of the fucking house because they're in the middle of space floating through through orbit so like they are totally trapped and that that isolation is so well done it makes it so much more terrifying because you've got nowhere to go and then you compare that to aliens, and with the amount of space that they have and stuff, it makes it less scary. Because um, it's not like cat and mouse hunting, hunter hunted, that kind of thing. It's more of like team A versus team B. Yeah. Um, in this huge battlefield, and there are sure there are scary moments, um, but I was never actually scared or like I didn't jump or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that is in part of the fact that it's now kind of a 
uh, action movie, and a lot of the times the guns and the weapons, the fighting is now at a distance. The difference is when we had the aliens, well, the alien in Alien, the first movie, it's so up close. It's so tight and up close, and all the fighting happens in your face. But in Aliens, all the fighting happens from a distance. There's no real tight, up-close quarters unless they want it to happen. But most of the time, it's guns and people getting shot down a hallway. Yeah. Um, and, and it's like, it's the sense where when you give them an AK, the fear factor is obviously going to be reduced. You know, like, Ripley has nothing for the first movie. Her mm-hmm. resources are so small that it's basically just like a battle of wits. Her resources are a cat. Yeah. That's it. <laughs> yeah. And then the second one... Every character has an AK-47 or, like, a Gatling gun or, like, some crazy form of fighting off these uh, these aliens. And I, I had written in my notes just a little analysis into why a single xenomorph will always be scarier than 12 xenomorphs mm. is what I wrote. And, like, that cat and mouse game that they play is, is so iconic and just such an uh, – like, such the essence of what the alien franchise is good at to me. And uh, it's it's much scarier than the approach in the, in the following movies – which is more like a video game. Like Aliens feels like Doom, the video game Doom. Yeah. Where it's basically just consistent enemies being thrown at you and just seeing how long you can survive or seeing how intense it can get uh, up to. Mm-hmm. And like both both approaches are well done and serve the franchise well. And it adds like a nice duality to the films when you put them side by side with that different approach. But the reason I think a single Xenomorph will always be scarier than, than 12 Xenomorphs is having the xenomorph hunting down the entire ship like one by one as they struggle to stop it, and it, it feels like Jason Voorhees if he was like an alien, just like going yeah. around murdering everybody one by one by one, and they they can't do anything to stop it, nor do they know how to. I feel like that approach is so much more anxiety approach or anxiety provoking and terrifying than being like here's a xenomorph and then it's dead. And then here's another xenomorph, and then it's dead. And then this one grabs her leg, and it's it's gonna get her, but then it's dead. Mm-hmm. That's not scary. It's it's cool to see this fight with the xenomorphs, but it it takes all the fear out of it when you can kill it with three bullets. Yeah, that's I think that's the upsetting thing is that I think um, Aliens kind of throws this one huge thing that's said in Alien out the window, where it's like the xenomorphs are these perfect killing machines. Um, and they usually hunt alone, um, and they take yeah. out their prey one by one. That's a little bit of a plot hole, to be honest in, with you. In the second one, um, it's a mother, and everyone else seems to be soldiers, and they don't go one by one. It's like these huge waves of them, and yeah. they're just like sprinting down hallways and aren't being tactical and dying like zombies. They mm-hmm. feel like zombies in this movie. They do, um, even though they are kind of they are a lot smarter and everything. Um, but yeah, it's it's exactly the idea that um, one xenomorph in a contained area where it's hunting them down and picking them off one by one is way more terrifying than like waves and waves of them that can get killed by three bullets. Yeah, because one of them is so much more powerful to know that it is capable of doing this to an entire space crew by itself, mm-hmm. just one by one, is, is kind of horrifying. And then... Sure, 12 xenomorphs in theory is scary. Like, if you're presented with one xenomorph versus 12, you're going to be more scared by the 12 xenomorphs in front of you. This reminds me, uh, this reminds me of, uh, like that question of, like, would you rather fight, 
um <laughs> one uh like one horse sized chicken or like yeah. ten chicken sized horses. Literally. <laughs> it's like the one horse sized chicken kinda sounds scarier, I'm not gonna lie. I could boot a chicken sized horse yeah. in a hot minute. But, yeah. No, it, it's just like once you start adding number once you give the idea that they can be killed mm-hmm. that's when all that's when you lose a lot of fear factor yeah because the only way that they would have like if that they would have all lost in the second aliens movie um is by being overrun overwhelmed mm-hmm. yeah it's not it's not that you have to outsmart the alien like in the first alien movie it's you just have to outrun them yeah um because obviously you have no there's no way you're gonna fight them all, so you you just have to outrun them, and that does make it scary. But you lose that fear factor when they start getting killed. Exactly, like the point that I was making a, a second ago was, one xenomorph is less scary when you're looking at it than twelve, but one xenomorph that can't die and you don't know how to kill mm. is way scarier than twelve, where it's like, oh, I just pick up a pick up a gun and shoot him twice in the head, and then the xenomorph is done. Like knowing mm. that that when you take the power away from it. And you make them, like you said, easy to kill. Mm-hmm. That definitely squanders some of the fear when you know it's like this killing machine. And how do we stop it? Oh, we can't unless we launch it out into space. That's terrifying. They don't even kill the first one. They just launch it out into space. Yeah. So like even at, after everything in the first Alien movie, they still can't kill it. You know what I mean? Well, they yeah, yeah. I was going to say they don't kill the final alien in the in the Aliens movie, but they kill like a, a billion of them beforehand. <laughs> yeah, so. They don't kill the final one, but they still kill like 50 leading up to it. Um, But yeah, I think as far as the winner of Fear Factor goes, obviously it's Alien. That movie's super scary. Um, but that's because they're trying to do two different things. Yeah, so. James Cameron's movie isn't even trying to be scary. It's using the aliens as far more of like a, like a wave-based thing where they come... In, in a group and mm-hmm. honestly yeah i never really noticed that that sort of leaves a plot hole with how the aliens work in the first movie and, and how they work yeah. in the second movie but you know what for the sake of what james cameron was trying to do with that sequel i'm not going to judge it too harshly because those aliens are too badass to not use in an action movie yeah but they're also too spooky to not use in a horror movie so i totally understand why he was like i'm not going to make another horror movie i'm going to make an action movie like it makes a lot of sense mm-hmm. um Next next category that I have that I'm re- I really am excited to talk about is characters. Um, we kind of touched on this already about the cast of characters um, previously, but one thing I really want to talk about, I guess it's less of characters and it's character. I want to talk about the difference between Ridley in the first one and the second one. Mm-hmm. I just accidentally, I just let Wesley know that we've accidentally been referring to the character couple times as ridley and that is because the director is ridley scott so that confusion just sort of 48 minutes into the episode hayden decides it's a good idea to finally <laughs> tell me i've been saying the main character's name wrong i was like when now that we're going to talk about her in specific i feel i had had to tell you prior to it i was like it's so brief i'm not going to stop the episode to let you know no because i'm gonna get called out i know i'm gonna get called out for it anywho <laughs> um ripley ripley Ripley's Believe It or Not. Let's go. <laughs> Believe it or not, Ripley's a great character. Uh, I absolutely love Ripley. She's super awesome. She is an amazing example of a strong female character in uh, movies and in horror, uh, which is was very like not done at all back in the 90s and 80s. Um, and so to see such a badass female character 
is really cool. I w- was reading an article, and I think a really important thing um, about her character uh, is it's not the fact that she is a woman. It's the fact that she is a survivalist, and she outsmarted what is supposed to be the perfect hunter, like the perfect um, unbeatable hunter. Yeah. The fact that she was smart enough, cool-headed, and uh, was able to defeat the alien in the first movie while knowing like literally nothing about it is so cool. Um, and just the fact that she's a woman does it um, even better for the women in Hollywood at the time. Um, quick question. When did Kill Bill come out? Kill Bill's 2000s. Oh really? I yeah. thought it was. I thought it was uh, early no- or late nineties. Um, anywho, scratch that. Just a quick. That was just something for myself because I was like, "When did Kill Bill come out? How close is that to that?" Um, but Ripley in the first Alien movie, um, we don't really get to see a lot of her past. The fact that she's a good survivalist and she is the smartest of them all, and she does take charge um, when it's kind of when it gets close to the end. Um, but I think we really get to see her character shine in the second movie, um, where we've got a lot of these Marine people and, uh, all these corporals and all these very important people telling her like, oh, you don't understand, you don't understand. And that's typical because she's been frozen for uh, 57 years. Yeah. (laughs) So she's kind of out of the loop. Um, and we, we experienced that as an audience as well. We feel kind of out of place, uh, with Ripley, but... Um, one thing I do want to say about the her character in the second movie is it's really awesome to see her take charge after all the all the stuff that's been going down. She knows exactly what's about to happen. She knows what they're walking into, and it, no one believes her. And then when everyone sees it, they all like freak out and they uh, don't know what to do. And even like I guess that's why the corporal guy sucks. Like the guy who's back in command is because he sees it and he's just petrified. And I literally, while he was being petrified and not telling them to run out, um, when they first encountered the aliens, I was like, "Dude, what are you doing? Stop! I know. Like, he, come on, you're an idiot. Stop being a weenie. Stop being a loser. Yeah. Pull up your big boy pants. You join the army for a reason, and tell them to run away. All it's that's like, all you have to do. It's like deal with this fucking xenomorph right now before someone has to deal with it for you. Exactly. And he just doesn't do it. Um. And then Ripley ends up taking charge. Uh, which is really cool. She is the, she is so good in this movie at just taking charge when everyone else is like, oh, 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 my mom, I want my mommy. It's yeah. game over, man. Like when everyone does that, she's like, all right, shut the fuck up. I've done this before. Here we go. Yeah. Really cool. The only thing that makes me sad about the the Aliens movie is the fact that she gets put into the typecast mom role mm-hmm. where she finds the kid and is like, you are now my daughter, essentially. I would look after you like I would my daughter. And that's, that's not a bad thing because her character has been asleep for 57 years. She has obviously missed her actual daughter growing up. Yeah. Because she it is mentioned she has a daughter. In the yeah, she movie. has like a family and everything. Yeah. So it's obvious that um, she sees this little girl and feels the same way about her daughter and doesn't want another little girl to have to go through this again um and like she's like i don't want to lose somebody else i totally understand that but it just kind of sucks that she gets put into the typecast mom role and then has to essentially um pull the weight for the entire rest of the crew Mm -hmm. and cast 
um, to save uh, a part part of the a small percentage of the actual group. Yeah. Um, but at least she does more than whatever the heck uh, Corporal Jerkoff does and just sits there and says nothing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's cool to see her become the woman in charge. But then it also kind of sucks to get typecast into the mom role like most women end up getting typecast in their careers later in their careers Mm -hmm. um one thing i will say though it is very uh fitting for a mom to pull the rest of the weight of everyone else and do what everyone else can't do because kudos to moms they do so much real quick shout out to moms shout out to you moms out there shout out to you moms out there killing (laughs) aliens and pulling together uh (laughs) space corporals yeah Uh, i would I would agree with what you're saying about, yeah, um, I, I can see where you're coming from in the sense where they do sort of relegate her to the mom role, but they also don't ever take away from her character to do that. I would actually disagree, but can really? you finish your finish st- thought. What I was going to say is I feel like it's actually fitting of Ripley's character to, to, to take this stance and, and be this character the way she is in the second movie because she has her entire family – grow up without her, wasn't able to be a part of their lives. Uh, she went through this crazy trauma with the xenomorph on that ship. This kid, her entire family is killed by a xenomorph and she's almost killed by a xenomorph. So I think it's a little bit less of like, oh, I need to immediately protect this kid and sort of like this immediate sympathy and bond that forms between them because of the fact that they are so alike. Yeah. And the kid... Yeah, in the sense where she's looking after her the entire movie. I can see what you mean with the mom role. But I would just say that it doesn't ever lessen her character. She's still doing badass shit. She's still saving everyone. Um, She's still smarter than everybody else. Mm. She's just got this personal agenda where this kid now means a lot to her due to this, you know, connection that they formed by being so similar. Yeah. I the What I was going to say, and we've already talked about this, um, in regards to the fact that I, I think it takes away from her character is the fact that she loses um, a lot of her cool-headedness after she loses Newt. Um, Because a lot of this movie, Ripley is the only one who is keeping a cool head and taking control of the situation. But the second that she loses Newt, all of that goes out the window for her character, and it's all about saving her. She Mm -hmm. risks her own life and the life of the other people on the crew who she was like, let's just get out of here and nuke the place for one girl. True. And that's not a bad thing. Like, I totally understand why your character does that, but it just upsets me the fact that throughout this entire movie, Ripley's been like, what are you doing? Stop crying about this. Like, we have to get the mission done. And they're so close to getting the mission done, and she's like, I'm going back in for her. Mm -hmm. And that's ultimately why the queen alien ends up like, she ends up having to fight the queen alien anyways. Yeah. Because she went back for Newt. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think that it does take away from her character a bit because of that, like, scene where she essentially throws everything out the window and forgets her uh, rules and goes after Newt. I, yeah, but I also think I could argue it's a little bit of the fact that she was never really interested in being a part of this mission Mm -hmm. she was manipulated into being a part of it so her priorities were never really in line with the mission that much anyways until everybody started dying and she was like okay obviously we need to leave right yeah so to me 
it's more so like she struck this bomb with this kid and she was barely here for any reason other than the fact that they basically manipulated her into being here. Mm-hmm. And so to me, when she does that, it's more a sense of like, okay, fuck this mission. You know, like yeah. this mission doesn't really mean shit to me anyways and I'm not going to let a little girl die over this mission. Mm-hmm. That's just sort of how I take it. But I, I could easily see where you're coming from too. Yeah, I don't know. It's just the, it's like, Ripley's an awesome character, and she does a lot of badass stuff, but the fact that um, she, like, gives up, well, it doesn't give up anything, but, like, it's like, the ship's ready to go, we could leave and be all be safe, and she just is like, no, I'm gonna go save that little girl. I totally get it. Very cool. It, it's exactly how um, it sets up the final fight, but I just think it's a little upsetting to see that happen after... Ripley has been such a cool character for this entire movie mm-hmm. and been like, okay, don't do anything stupid. Like, And then she ends up duct taping two guns together and going into the <laughs> yeah. nest of aliens all by herself. For sure. Fair um, enough. And that's yeah. the only thing. But I think as far as characters go in these movies, I would say that the movie that does it better is... When it's when we're talking about the entire cast, I would say it goes to Alien. I think they have a cooler uh, cast, in my opinion. And I think as far as character progression goes, I think Aliens has a cooler character progression for Ripley, but a not as interesting cast of characters. Yeah. Ripley is is just such an important character, and I'm glad that despite you know the minor flaw that you could have with the the second movie, I'm glad that both movies nail her character so much. Yeah, she is such an iconic character, but that that word is so easy to use. Her influence on Hollywood can't be understated. Like in a time frame where every badass action movie star, every main character, I mean, a lot of slasher movies would have the final character have be like the final girl, but this isn't a slasher movie. This is a, a sci-fi action horror. And to have her take charge the way she does, but so un- unsuspectingly. Like, mm. Ripley is a character in the first movie where it's not really even teased that she's going to be the main character until, like, 45 minutes in. Yeah. Like, they're building you up throughout Alien to believe that the the main guy is the main character. Danny I can't remember his John? name. Something like that. Uh, yeah, I don't remember the actor's name either. I was going to try, but I don't want to butcher it. <laughs> Uh, but they're building you up to believe that she's not even the main character. So when she takes charge and she's such a badass uh, female protagonist during a time frame where female protagonists weren't really common, it's very influential, but it's just, it's so well done. Like she's such a likable character in the sense yeah. where it doesn't feel like, oh, let's have a, have a, a woman as our main character. Mm-hmm. It has, it, it feels natural. It feels like she's the smartest. Yeah. She lived longest and she's the best character and she's like you know Mm -hmm. that's why that's why i said at the beginning of this discussion that it doesn't matter that she's a woman yeah she is just the smartest and the best at surviving exactly she is the one who wins yeah and she just happens to be a woman or a woman and the fact that she is a woman is a great thing for women in hollywood and in movies i mean even today we see less um women representation as main characters which sucks because there are so many great stories you can tell with women as the main character that people just seem to not want to tell um but or I that think, hollywood doesn't want them to tell exactly um but i think that this is a great uh sh- this movie the alien movies um are a great showing of a strong female lead who it doesn't matter that she's a female 
it just matters that she's the lead and she's the coolest person. Yeah. Um, and I think that's the cool part about it. Um, and I think it also paved the way for a lot of female actresses to be the main star. Mm-hmm. For sure. Um, I and it's probably a lewd, that's me like trying to connect my Kill Bill random question back to this. Yeah. Um, Tie it in a little bit. Exactly. So it doesn't seem like randomly just like when does Kill Bill come out <laughs> or when did Kill Bill come out? But yeah. Um, I think our last category that we have, unless you have another category, I only have one more. Yeah, this is a good final one too. Um, talk about action. They, both these movies are filled with so much action in different ways. In, in the same sense where we put aliens at a disadvantage by bringing up fear factor and horror, we're kind of putting alien at a disadvantage by bringing up action. Yeah, exactly. Because alien doesn't have that much action. There's not a whole lot of action. It's a, it's a horror. So it's about those quick moments of action that lead to those like long moments of suspense Mm -hmm. so for example i mean one of the most awesome action scenes you've ever got in um like a lot of movies or any movie in my opinion one of my favorite action scenes is the chestburster scene that is so cool like i was reading up a little bit of history behind it and like uh, apparently none of the actors knew what was going to happen. All that it said in the script was this thing emerges. That was the only three words that they knew um, for what was going to happen in this next scene. And they did a really good job at keeping it quiet from the actors because they wanted like real terror. Like They wanted them to not know what was going to happen. And so to see this crazy little alien pop out of a dude's chest is pretty terrifying. Uh- that would do it as an actor. Like, as as a viewer, I watch this scene and I'm terrified. So yeah. imagine you're filming a movie, you're playing a character, and all of a sudden this fucking thing bursts out of your co-star's chest. Like, you... Exactly. That's pretty crazy. And I think I, at the time, um, a lot of the actors thought that he was going to be the main... Like, the guy who sa- saves them all. Yeah. Like, the one who is the good guy in this film, but then he just gets chest bursted. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's such a cool little action scene. And with horror movies and stuff like that, I think action is important when you have the small moments of it. And there's a lot of moments in the, in uh, the alien movie that uh, does really well, like keeping that action very tight and quick. And then that's it. It's like I said before, a lot of it's in your face. It's all this close fighting. It doesn't keep the fighting at a distance. It's always whenever there is a fight, it's close and it's up personal. Right. Um, and so I think it does a really good job at that with its action. Yeah. And it's it's funny how you can just – there's such polar opposites in the sense where you can flip it. Like you said, it's little moments of action and little moments of horror with big moments of suspense like building up to it. Mm-hmm. And Aliens is just the exact opposite case. Like it is little moments of, of horror and, and suspense and just lots of moments of full-on balls-to-the-walls yeah. action. And uh, they they both achieve what they're trying to do well. Like it's not to say that Alien has bad action moments. They're just very peppered throughout the entire movie and very brief. Yeah. So – the aliens would kind of win by default just because it's literally an action movie. Well, yeah, that's, that's what it's meant for. It's the two styles of the movie are what, what inhibits alien from having good action. And what inhibits aliens from having good horror Mm -hmm. is the fact that you can't have a lot of horror in an action movie. And you can't have a lot of action in a horror movie because the way that they get their emotional reactions from people is the opposite. Like you were saying, Mm-hmm. Um, so like, of course, aliens is going for action. 
But one scene that I want to bring up in Aliens that I really like as far as action goes um, is the whole uh, like power lifter fight at the end. Yeah. So stay cool. away from her, you bitch. <laughs> so cool. Like, ah, uh, the giant power lifter. It's also, I think it also, this was like a little thing that I read. Um, it's also really cool that that is, the, that is what uh, Ripley chooses to fight the alien with. Because it's almost this subtle little nod, like how earlier in the Aliens movie, they said that she would, the job that she had gotten was as, like as cargo lifting. Like she would be using those suits. Like she um, would just have a regular old job. And so I think it's really interesting. Uh, it draws a really interesting parallel between her and, what is his name? It starts with a B. Burke. I think it was Burke. I think it's Burke. Um, because Burke is this super successful. Uh, high up in the company kind of guy but when it comes to fighting he gets picked off in an instant he's Mm -hmm. a little wimp um but sigourney weaver her character who is just this average like uh woman who works who doesn't mind working an average job and would have rather gone to work in the cargo hold than to go on this other mission the weapon of choice is the classic like uh where am i going with this it's a classic, like, worker equipment. Like, there, it's nothing fancy. She is ready to get down and dirty and beat this alien. Yeah. Like, it's, it's that subtle little nod back to the beginning of the movie that I really like about that scene. Uh, I mean, that scene is just so badass, dude. Like, so badass. Mm-hmm. But um, one thing I find really clever about that is she asks if she can use that power suit early on in the movie, right? To the, yeah. t- to the two guys at the dock. And they kind of like treat her like stupid and like laugh at her. Like mm-hmm. when, when she picks it up and she's like, where do you want me to put it? They like chuckle because she's kind of like trying to flex on them. I, yeah, I think, I don't think it's as much as they are trying to laugh at her, but I think they, I almost think it's a moment of like, um, like him almost saying, he could have said, well, I'll be damned. Like, yeah. wow. Okay. I thought she was joking, but yeah. I guess she's got some skills like that kind of thing. Yeah. Um, but I just find it so interesting that something that, is played for that effect earlier where like they're surprised that she can use it is what comes back into play. Like she's literally like beats the main bad of this movie with the same thing that I guess, however you look at it, whether she was being mocked over it or whether people were surprised she could use it. Yeah. It's cool that that comes full circle with her genuinely using that same thing to destroy the final alien. Mm -hmm. I think that's really clever. And I would, yeah, I would just see aliens has so many big action scenes like that, that work so well. Like, and there's so many that work just as well as that final scene, like the scene where she's actually fighting on, on the other ship where she's fighting the, the queen and the scene in the sewers is really, really fun. Like there's so many great action scenes that utilize like the minor aspects of the Xenomorph horror Yeah. to, to really good effect. Mm -hmm. But obviously aliens wins for action. Mm -hmm. It's an action movie. Of course it wins for action. Yeah. Um, so yeah, those are kind of all the categories that we had. If you have anything else, any other categories, let us know. Um, but this is kind of like an age-old debate that's been going on on which one's better. And I can't confidently say which one is better because I am not the kind of I'm not the guy to be able to say that. I don't have the knowledge to be able to say that. But personally, what I think is that the Alien movie is better than Aliens. Mm-hmm. There are a lot of things that Aliens does right. Don't get me wrong, Aliens is still a great movie, but 
when it comes to the two, I vividly remember and vividly feel more emotional from Alien than I did Aliens because it has to do with the cast and all this stuff and everything we literally just talked about. But for me, Alien uh, wins, and I rate Alien a 4.5, and Aliens also gets a 4.5. Mm-hmm. I would give them both a 4.5. For for me, it's it's so apple and oranges, right? Like, mm-hmm. I feel weird trying to decide because ultimately it'll narrow down to what do you like more? Do you like a slow burn, atmospheric horror where it's one picking off an entire group of people? Or are you more into action movies where a group of people are badass killing aliens? Like, it really narrows down to what you like more, but both of them work so well together. Like, when you have that first movie paired with that vibe of the second movie... They really translate to this like perfect little duality that they have between the two two movies. I would say I like Alien more as well. Mm-hmm. And Alien is a 5 out of 5 for me. It is a masterpiece. Yeah, I guess I should bump Alien up to 5 out of 5 if I'm putting it in first place. Yeah. <laughs> Alien is a 5 out of 5 for me, and Aliens is a 4.5 out of 5 for me. But ultimately, what they're both trying to do is done so well that to compare them kind of feels unfair because they both do what they're trying to do perfectly. And so, yeah, I guess when I'm narrowing it down, I will say Alien, but Aliens, you get a lot of love from me. You are also, mm. you're worthy of a chef's kiss. The chef's kiss, a little mwah, mwah, mwah. But before we wrap up here, I just really wanted to discuss um, the other Alien movies, and really briefly, I don't want to actually discuss them or anything, but I just yeah. wanted to bring up the other Alien movies and how they've sort of failed ever since Alien and Aliens to replicate the the formula mm-hmm. and how Ridley Scott coming back to the franchise was something that people thought was going to be great but Ridley Scott had grown idea wise so far from what Aliens or Alien started as for him mm-hmm. and he hadn't worked on the franchise for so long that when he came back I feel like he had all these sci-fi ideas that he wanted to do have you seen any of the other ones have you seen Covenant I haven't and- seen a single one and I have not seen any clips I don't know anything that you're talking about okay so i'll just ramble about it right quick Mm -hmm. he did ridley scott came back to the franchise and did a movie called prometheus Mm -hmm. i remember prometheus did you watch prometheus no i just i know what it is right prometheus was good it had its flaws but it was good but it wasn't really an alien movie there's no xenomorphs in the entire runtime and it focuses mainly on this group discovering uh this species called the engineers i believe is what they were called and they're like these like white pale sci-fi dudes. I don't really know how to describe them, but they're very sci-fi. And I think Mm -hmm. that was the problem was Ridley Scott came back and he had all these ideas that he wanted to do in his alien franchise that weren't related to alien Mm -hmm. or the xenomorphs or any of that. And he's now doing a show called raised by wolves, which pretty much all the ideas that he tried to implement in the last two alien movies that didn't work. He's just doing in this show. So, I'm glad for him to have uh, the the platform raised uh, raised by wolves. I need to check that show out. Still, I've heard it's great, but um, yeah, I'm glad he realized like, okay, this is not alien. People are pissed off. They don't like these sequels because they're not alien. Mm-hmm. And he took those ideas and he moved them to a different medium. But I th- I think the biggest issue with the sequels to Alien were none of them really had the advantage that Cameron had when he was doing Aliens, which was I'm gonna make an action movie version of the first movie. Because now there was a horror movie version of Alien, and then there was an action movie version of it, and then anything else would need to either strike that 50-50, or would need to have something new that it brings to the table. And they were never really able to find it. They they brought back 
Ripley in a third movie, and that one's all right. It's widely panned just because they literally start the movie off by killing Newt. Oh, really? Yeah, so it's like a lot of backtracking creatively onto like what the second one was trying to say and what it was trying to do. Oh. Um, David Fincher directed the third movie. He's like one of the greatest directors of our generation. He has disowned that movie. He's like, that movie is not my movie. The studio interfered. They made like a terrible movie. But uh, David Fincher doing an alien movie is something that I would love to see if it was done right. But unfortunately, the studio was butting their noses in there and made it all lame. But anyways, what I was essentially trying to say here is Alien has failed to replicate that same formula of what made it work so well for so long. And uh, it's kind of sad that it's succeeded the most in video games. Mm-hmm. Like that was where like uh, Alien Isolation, is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah. Alien Isolation is the first Alien thing in the franchise for a long time for people to be like, oh, this is dope. Mm-hmm. Like this is really good. And we started that the other day on, on Friday night. And it's spooky. It is spooky. You guys made me play it because you were too scared to play it. I would literally play like half an hour of the game. You were like, I just want to see an alien. And I was like, do you want to play then? And you're like, no, I just want to see one. And I was like, so you want me to get scared? Um, but it, I definitely I definitely think it's scarier in the game. It feels, it's so fun to play it because it feels exactly like um, the movie, Alien. Yeah, it's just and like the first one. I say fun because I kind of like playing those games like that. Like, I like getting scared because um, I don't get scared as easily. Um, like, when I, if I watched the first Alien movie again, I wouldn't really get that scared. Right. Uh, but playing the game, it makes me, like, sweaty. My palms are sweaty, knees weak, and my arms are heavy. <laughs> like, there's no vomit on my sweater, but, oh, man, it's getting close. Um, but it's it's just really fun, and it feels it feels tight again. Like it feels enclosed, and you don't know where the alien is, and it's exactly how you feel in the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, oh, are you gonna say sorry? I was just gonna say exactly how you feel in the movie. Progress to the video game. I really like how we haven't gotten very far in the story yet, so I can't speak on it at all. But I really like how you're also playing as Ripley's daughter. Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how important that notion is. I've heard it comes into the plot pretty, pretty heavily, which is really cool. Yeah, to have uh, Ripley's daughter in the exact same scenario from the first movie. Mm-hmm. I don't know, but it, it really does feel like you're playing out the the first movie with that claustrophobia and those long hallways and mm-hmm. with. When you have the speakers turn up loud, you can hear the aliens stepping down the hall. It's freaky as shit. How would you know? You didn't even play it. You just watched me play it. <laughs> but anywho, yeah, you know, aliens definitely progress really cool in the video game genre. But mm-hmm. so I guess that's about it on our argument on aliens versus alien. Um, Not even an argument, just an unfair discussion where we put aliens against the superior <laughs> movie. I, an, an, an argument of alien versus a clearly not as good movie, Aliens. <laughs> no shame if you like aliens more. I could easily see how somebody would prefer that one more, honestly. Like, it, it really narrows down to, like I said, whatever you're into. Like, yeah. you'll have a clear winner here based on what your interests reside in. Like, if you're, you know, like, I don't even have to explain it again, but, like, it's it's pretty much all personal. Yeah, I think is whoever uh-huh. people favor aliens, you probably like big budget action, which is fine. And if people favor alien, you probably like slow burn horror. Exactly. So yeah, I guess that's about it for uh, this episode of Alien versus Aliens. If you want to check out our other episodes, they are on Spotify, Apple uh, Podcasts, Google Play, wherever you listen to your podcasts. 
Um, you can also check us out on Instagram at the Dive In Movie Cast, where we talk about movie news and uh, post about our new episodes. And you can check out our individual Instagrams. I'm at Wesley Giffen. I am at Hayden Kutris. And you can find us at the same names on our letterbox. Yeah, if you want to check out our movie reviews and stuff like that. Um, but as always, we are the Dive In Movie Cast. And we will see you on the next one. Keep it spooky. <laughs>